Next Talk contains content of a mature nature. Parental guidance is advised. Welcome to Next Talk Radio with Mandy and Kim on AM630 The Word. Mandy is the author of Talk, and Kim is the director of Next Talk, a nonprofit organization helping parents cyber parent through open communication. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Find our video series and subscribe to our weekly podcast at nexttalk.org. Are you ready for the next talk? This is Mandy. Kim is not with us today because I have a special guest with me in the studio. It's my husband, Matt. Hello. We are doing a marriage show today on feeling neglected. I've, I have to say, I've rarely felt neglected. I can't even say that with a straight face. You can't even see it. <laughs> see, and I automatic when you say that, I automatically go to "I'm such a bad wife." That's where I go. Well, let's def- so let's we take. Yeah, uh, why don't we define neglect? What what is your what do you believe neglect means? Okay, so for me, I automatically go to blaming the other person. Like I think it's a trigger for me from my past. I feel abandoned. I feel not taken care of. When I when you say feeling neglected, like I'm feeling neglected, I automatically go to blaming the other person, which is probably awful, but that's where my mind goes. Where so, do you go? What, so, do, what do you think of? So whenever you say neglect, um, I don't know, this might be kind of a, this might be dumb, but I just think more of um, neglect as being a description of something. So for example, our, our yard. If our yard is supposed to be grass, but if it's loaded with weeds, hey, that's clearly a yard that has been neglected. I think that's so interesting because I automatically go to relational and I blame someone. And you automatically just go to this logical thought process. Well, it's, um, I'm more tangible. Maybe that just shows how emotionally unstable I am. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> I think that's an interesting point to just talk about because sometimes when we say to our spouse i'm feeling neglected what they're hearing may be something other than you're communicating because you haven't properly defined what you mean by neglected Mm -hmm. so and that really applies to lots of conversations make sure you're what you're saying you're defining it for your spouse so they know where you're coming from well yeah if you uh, clearly mandy and i are on not on the same page of what it means to uh potentially feel neglected so, yeah, I agree with you. I think it's important to ha- at least start on the right foot. Well, and I think it's important to note that in every marriage, there's going to be these thoughts of you're being neglected by your spouse because there's different seasons of life and things come up and there's 24 hours in a day. So you're not maybe going to get as much attention as you did when you were first dating. Well, so let's, I, let's well, I mean, this. we've been married 20, going on 20 years. Um, and so if you think back, in the the milestones of the past 20 years for us so we were married uh well we dated and then um we dated for two years was it two years yeah okay. we were engaged. I, I remember i was there i just don't remember we were engaged like after six months but then we had a long engagement like a year and a half so okay. we the dating period was about two years you want to make sure you didn't want to throw this fish back you put a ring on it fast dude yeah. you were like well, you were pretty hot. You still are. <laughs> were. You still are. Were. No, 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 no. Oh, my gosh. No, 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 you're no. in trouble. No, Work. you still are. Okay. You still okay. are. <laughs> um, 
fight breaking out. No, no, we're good. We're good. Let's keep moving on. Let's talk about neglect. Okay, let's talk about the different seasons of life. So the seasons of life. So if you think about it, right, we're dating. We got engaged. um, We got married. And then we waited five years before we had our first child. We We were spoiled. Five years, it was all about us for our marriage. Yeah, it was all about us. And then the first little bundle of joy came. Of course, she... I love her just uh, immensely, but and we should note that before we had her, I wanted to have a lot of kids. Like I was like six, like yeah. I wanted to have a lot of kids, and we brought her home. From well, that her. yeah, that first night, that first um, night, maybe that w- was the 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 genesis of the neglect. <laughs> in our, I, I mean, that was I, the I know, start I'm, of I'm it. being kind of silly, but really, it, when you bring that first child home and they do nothing but cry all night, and um. That it's the kind of that moment where um, it's no longer just a husband and wife caring for each other's needs, but now there's a third player in the mix, and so somehow that's got to get split up. Neglect is going to happen when you're used to uh, a one-on-one ratio. You're you're used to that time split right evenly, just you guys, yeah. you two. I remember that first night. I mean, it was a rude awakening for us. It was a rude She would not stop crying. She was a crier. And I remember at 2 a.m. just bawling, bawling. I just couldn't stop crying. I was like, what? We got to keep this little human alive. I don't even know what I'm doing. I was looking for the gift receipt to take her back to the hospital. I remember you. Do you remember? You got out scripture and you were just reading it over me. Like I was like, I "I need your help, dude. I I went to the defined. (laughs) I went to the word of God. (laughs) Please, God, give us direction. I don't even know what scripture you were reading over me, but I'm over here trying to. I was reading over you. I was reading it for me. God, how do I. What have we done? Where do we go from here? But I think that was. Started in Revelation. I, I think that is such a valid point that oftentimes we're like, don't neglect your spouse, don't neglect your spouse. But I think what we're trying to say is. You're going to neglect your spouse because the seasons change. More responsibility gets added to your plate. You know, your career grows normally. And all of this comes on and your spouse is your safe place. And so you're like, they're fine. They're fine. I mean, we're a team. We just got to get it done. But you you end up neglecting them. Yeah, I honestly don't believe that in the past uh, 20 years that we've been married, there's been a single time when you have really thought, I am going to purposefully neglect Matt right now. Yeah. Um, like sincerely neglect other than a little, you know. Other than when you get silent treatment for something. Well, yeah. But I mean, when I get silent that treatment, normally. I used to do that all the time. Yeah. And yeah. now I don't. You don't. No. No, you don't do Thank it you that next often. Talk. Thank you. Next talk. But I think that the, you don't intend to neglect. But, you, you know, so you get that first child and the opportunity for neglect creeps in and then second child. And then some people, you know, we only have two, but some people go, you know, they keep going trying to fill the roster on the, you know, trying to fill the offensive line. Honestly, we knew we were in over our head at one. We didn't even know if there was going to be a two because we were, I mean, I just don't know. It's our personalities, I guess. Well, and, and so you, you just neglect happens. Yeah. Even though it's maybe not purposeful. So you've got kids and work and everything else, and you've got neglect. Now, I've got Mandy here who thinks that when he, she thinks of the word neglect, she goes to blame. So or you can ab- imagine. Or I feel abandoned. So you can imagine in our household um, how this played out in the past 20 years until she really got to a point where she recognized that, um, oh, Matt's not, Matt's not actually doing this. 
uh, he's not neglecting me on purpose. Um, anytime that the kids needed something or whatever the case, and there was neglect, I was neglecting her, or she felt neglected, I would get the blame for it. Well, I just felt like you didn't love me anymore. You know, like he's falling out of love. He's not. That sounds like a country song. I know, right? But it's the reality was you are exhausted. You're in survival mode. You're 100% committed. You just weren't kind of communicating that to me. And so there was a breakdown because my trigger went to feeling neglected and not being loved. And yours was just like, well... I don't need to tell her. She knows. So, you know, it was just the perfect storm, I think. Right. Um, And I think we have to always be careful about this because when you start to think badly about your spouse, like if I start to think he doesn't love me because that's where I go because of my past and, you know, family and all of that, um, if I have to be super careful of that because Satan can come in and really hurt our marriage over that. You oh, know, yeah. looking, I could be looking for attention from other people or whatever, you know, trying to fill that void. Um, and I just have to be super aware of that. So I would never let that happen. Um, okay. So let's talk about like right now, because we've talked a little bit about the history and we defined it. But like, what, how do you feel neglected right now by me? Like the last year? What are some things that pop in your head if I say, how do you feel neglected? So that's easy for me. Oh, uh, great. Yeah, yeah. so that, that's actually pretty easy. So you, you've gotten a lot busier as Next Talk has really grown, and now you've got requests to, to you know share the Next Talk, and now the team at Next Talk has also been heavy and heavily involved. But from your standpoint, um, you know, it, it's you were stay-at-home mom kind of thing, and, um, and that – we kind of got used to that for a while and then you started getting busier and busier and busier at no point did i think oh man mandy's you know she's just purposefully neglecting me the reality is you had a lot you have and had in the past year had a lot going on just didn't have the time um so i felt neglected now i can tell you as mandy stated some people start oh i feel neglected and i'm so i'm going to go onto facebook or whatever and check out this person that's right i hate social media but i so i deal with it a little bit different and you <laughs> how do you deal with it yeah, when you feel neglected? yeah when i feel neglected unfortunately i start looking at very expensive classic cars that have no place in our garage or in our finances and um but that's your outlet it is my outlet it is it is my outlet and um I would rather you look at cars than girls, but just know that we can't afford them, the cars. Okay. (laughs) Well, okay. I will, you know, I will say one thing on this point. In the past year, there has been a couple times that Matt has said to me, I feel like Next Talk is taking over your life. And I think old Mandy would have gotten super defensive and been like, you know, God called me to this. You're being selfish, even feeling this way. Like it would have been all like, what are you doing, dude? Get with it. And new Mandy was very aware that I was being pulled in a million different directions and that I did not want this to one of my biggest fears about getting busier has been that it'll hurt my marriage and our family. That's one Mm -hmm. of the biggest things for me. And so I actually loved that he was able to tell me that. Mm-hmm. And I felt like it was a really healthy thing, even though it was hard to hear. 
And what I loved what he said was when he said it, he said, I don't want you to stop doing it. I know God is working and I know you're supposed to do it. I just need you to know that I miss you. Mm-hmm. And I think that... Didn't I follow it up by saying, and hopefully you'll make enough money where I can buy a classic Corvette? <laughs> That's never going to happen, oh, honey. Okay. But you can keep dreaming. Right. You can keep dreaming. That would take a lot of books to sell. Well, let's, let's keep our fingers crossed. Um what are some other ways that you feel neglected? Because I, th- I think that's a big one with our adjustment with the, my work schedule. So some of the folks that listen to this might appreciate this. Um, it's the social media. Like, I mean, I can't stand it. I, I mean, I just don't like it. I don't understand it. Twitter and all this stuff. I don't get it. Uh, I mean, I understand the value of it bringing um, knowledge, information, everything else. But how I, you spend a lot of time on social media and probably a lot of folks listening to this do as well. And sometimes it's like, come on, seriously? Do you really have to have your face stuck on social media like hours and hours every day? Uh, A little bit of potential like feelings of, I wouldn't say neglect, but just. Kind of like, is that your priority over me? Maybe. Maybe maybe, that. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of the same thing, I feel like. Um, So I have to really be careful with this. I love social media. Um, I love being able to communicate with people, especially people I've met at other venues and events. They stay in touch with me that way. I love that part of it. I love hearing their stories. I love getting to know them. And I use it a lot for work. I mean, I have to do research, you know. I mean, it it really, some of it is research for me. Um, But I do have to be super careful. One of the things that I try really hard to do is um, never look at social media while we're why we're laying next to each other or you know like when we're in the bedroom talking or whatever never to have it up i try to carve out time at dinner like in the evenings you know like a five to eight kind of time frame where i'm just not on it now sometimes i'm at practice and i'm waiting and so i'll get on because you know i'm sitting there in the car waiting or whatever but when we're at home i'm talking about when we're at home um but i do know that matt gets really frustrated when he does see me on social media i I think and or, he'll even, with my teen daughter. Yeah, he, that's where I was going next. I mean, sometimes we'll be in the car, and her she'll be posting on Insta, and I'll be posting on Facebook. And he's like, are you guys really posting this right now? Do we need to tell the world everything? And oh, that I think drives me nuts. That drives me absolutely nuts. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I can't imagine anyone out there really cares. Well, and we'll... <laughs> I mean, what I you your, post, what you post on this, like, I don't get it. Well, it's just one of those things. It's just the way to be social now, I think. And for me, being an introvert, like, I don't like the parties and stuff, like face-to-face stuff. But the social media I love because it's like the best of both worlds. You get to know people, but you don't have to, like, be in person, you know, like at parties or whatever. Okay. <laughs> If you're just now tuning in, this is Next Talk Radio at 2 p.m. on AM 630, The Word. Next Talk Radio is sponsored in part by PAX Financial Group and listeners just like you. Everything we do at our nonprofit to keep kids safe online is accomplished through your donations. To support our organizations, go to nexttalk.org and click on Give. There's
there's big news if you are an investment client of USAA. Just recently, USAA announced that a Cleveland, Ohio corporation has entered into an agreement to purchase USAA Asset Management. They have always been an exceptional organization and will continue to serve our community well. But if you are considering a change, this might be the right time to look at San Antonio's PAX Financial Group. 210-881-5700, paxfinancialgroup.com. Investment advisory services offered through PAX Financial Group. If you're just now tuning in with us, this is Mandy. Kim is not here today, but I have my husband, Matt, on the show. And we are kind of talking about feeling neglected in your marriage and how that's kind of a normal part of it because seasons change and your time is limited. But how can you kind of communicate that and make it a healthy thing instead of something that will drive a wedge in your marriage? Right. Well, I think maybe we should, um, we don't have a lot of time. Maybe we should shift to the things we should do when we are feeling neglected. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. What would you say the first thing? Well, uh, <laughs> what, what advice do you have to give here? So, um, well, we don't want, we want to make sure that whenever we are communicating that we feel neglected, we don't do it in a way that has some uh, bite or tone to it. Like a smart aleck. Right, right. So tell me about this. Do you do this, honey? Uh, so this one is hard for me <laughs> because um, I'm pretty tone neutral and my beautiful wife um, is not tone neutral. She, she has some... Um, an orchestra of tonality, if that's a word, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but I, no, this is kind of difficult because um, it's almost like the, the, the highest hurdle. I think if, if you're feeling neglected and you can actually tell your spouse that you're feeling neglected and your spouse is strong enough to be able to hear what you're saying and not respond negatively or aggressively, I think you've cleared the highest hurdle. So I got a story recently. This happened just a couple of weeks ago. Matt was packing up his lunch for the day, and I was at the kitchen packing our son's lunch. Oh, this is in the morning. You're yes. really, really bad in the morning. Okay, just keep this. I'm not a morning person. I will, I will give you that. And so Matt turned to me, and he said, do I have anything for lunch? What do I have? What's what I'm, And what I meant by that was, do you know – if like if we have any leftovers in the fridge that's that's what i was saying so here was my response dude i'm not responsible for what you eat i got too much going on you got to get with it you got to get you do your lunch i don't know what's in there here's what i was feeling inside the tone came out i became a smart aleck here's what i was feeling inside mandy you've been so busy with work you don't have time to make meals for your family and plan lunches anymore. So Satan was making me feel really bad about myself. But it came out in a very smart, elegant remark. Well, what happened next really shocked me because normally Matt is very even keel. And I can't remember what you said, but you snapped right back. And you said something like, dude, are you serious right now? Like, you said something. I, I don't even know. that. You wouldn't say that. You wouldn't say dude. But you snapped back. And I, like, teared up. I was like, oh, my gosh, he's talking back. Like, this never happens. <laughs> what is happening here? And so what was funny. This is uneven playing. Uneven playing. The tone here. again. Right? Yeah, I mean. 
But what was so funny? You can attack me, but whenever I, I, re- I defend, then I you cry. Up. I messed up. I messed up. Um, but what was so funny is later we talked about it, and I told you about my insecurities. Like when when you asked me for lunch, I <laughs> all, I wanted, all I wanted was lunch. <laughs> all you were asking was, "Hey, do we have turkey or chicken or some kind of deli meat I can take? Do we and, have any leftovers?" <laughs> <laughs> and I went into. I don't have enough time anymore to be to be a good wife for my family and make all these great meals that I used to make. And so it literally was all about me and my insecurity. Um, and once we communicated that, then we both apologized to each other and we realized how stupid it was. Um, but I think that that's just don't become a smart aleck. Right. Like I was a total bad person that morning yeah the next the next thing that we you know that we try to do whenever we're feeling neglected um after you know you would make it past that big hurdle of not having a a smart accurate response is to really pause and pray um also something i don't do well uh i really like to try to fix things and of course the older i get and the more experience in life i have I, i realize how little control i really have over anything uh, where it's clearly God uh, is in control and I just need to let go. Um, so we just really are focusing on pausing and praying. And so it's practical too. It's, so it's spiritual, the praise up part. The pause part is practical because if you pause, less likely that you're going to say something that is going to end up being uh, problematic. Go back to point number one. You're not going to be a smart aleck because you're going to think it through a little bit more. Also, look for the right time to talk about it. And we we did um, a whole timing segment in the last show. I mean, timing is important, so you can go back and listen to that. I would also say, you know, when you when you have a conversation, but make sure you're not throwing accusations around, you know, instead of saying, um, I feel neglected because you work too much and da 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 You know, like naming off this, all the stuff you think they're doing wrong. I think just focusing on your feelings. Like, I'm feeling neglected because you don't bring me flowers anymore or you don't surprise me anymore. And I know we're busy and I know everything's going on, but I just need you to know, like, I'm missing that. Yeah. Like, you know, and so make it more about how you're feeling and not throwing the accusations around. Because the accusations just... It, it, the other person gets defensive, and then it starts a fight. Yeah, you know this. Uh, the beauty of communication and next talk, and and really pursuing this um, passion of open communication, um, really is important. And uh, in a marriage, in particular, one, I mean, another thing I've learned in the twenty years that we've been married, there is no possible chance on the face of this earth I'm going to actually be able to understand you completely. There's no way. Um, and so the more open that we can be with one another and just put it on the table without being defensive as to what, what's in our minds, what's going on, what are we thinking, how are we feeling, the more we can really put that out with a real sincere, open form of communication without a defensive response, we're going to get a lot further along. Well, and to say that, too, you have to know what makes your spouse feel important, like feel like they're not being neglected. And I, I think that piggybacks off what you just said, because the more you're telling me what you like, the more I can make time for that. Recently, one of the things that Matt loves that he does, he feels so paid attention to is, you know, if he's sitting in his chair at home and I give him a back massage or I come by and I rub his head or, um, you know, when we're laying in bed, if I just rub his arm, he loves that. 
Um, and so I have been trying, and it hasn't been every night, but I remember a couple of weeks ago um, when we actually were at home in the evening, um, I remember you coming home from work. You'd had a really stressful day, and I I said, go in the bedroom and lay down, and I gave you like a five-minute back rub before we went and talked to the kids, before anything. Yeah. And I remember you thinking, you said to me, oh, this is so nice. Thank you so yeah. much. And then I failed and said, hey, this is a once-a-year kind of opportunity. Yeah, which I so shouldn't kind, have. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you should just take it for what you got it. Yeah, you got don't look, five don't look minutes a gift horse rub. in the mouth. I know. Yeah, but like figuring out like what makes your spouse feel valued you know and doing more of that um this last point i really it's really one of the most important points that i want you to hear and we, we don't have a ton of time on it but here's what i want you to know satan he will take this feeling of neglect that you're feeling in your marriage and he will try and put your attention onto other things that are not healthy whether it be like cheating whether it be material things he is trying to draw your attention away from your marriage and he often does this by one of this one of the members of the marriage feeling not feeling neglected and so you must have your guard up with this um i would say if you are feeling neglected it is time to have a conversation with your spouse very calm no accusations but i'm feeling this way yeah let me give you a great example for how that works for us um if I'm starting to feel neglected um, and I can't get Manny's attention for some reason, I'm telling her that I'm going to book a flight to Scottsdale, Arizona to go to a classic car auction and drop $100,000 on a classic Corvette. I don't know how you're getting that. Well, it got your attention. And so that then enabled us to sit down and you clearly, when I say make those comments, you say, we got to talk. Well, because I'm like Matt spiraling. Something's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Something's yeah. wrong. I got to... <laughs> Got to get him back on track over here. Right. So just being able to communicate that when it happens, I think, is definitely something that can literally save your marriage. Yes. All right, hon. Thanks for being here. It looks like we're out of time. Thanks for talking about feeling neglected. Yep. Thanks for joining us on Next Talk Radio with Mandy and Kim on AM630, The Word. You are not alone trying to figure out how to parent in this digital world. We are here with practical solutions to help you. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Find our video series and podcast at nexttalk.org. Are you ready for the next talk?